Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. For anyone who wants to make money and make a difference, grow and leverage your enterprise better, get more done in less time, outsource everything and create your ideal lifestyle. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here, and it's a bit of a special one today. It's my birthday, so on this video and audio podcast, I wanted to share with you 38 things I think I've learned by my 38th birthday. And when I say I think, it's because I really believe we're all learning all the time. It's a great gift to continue to learn and develop. And so I wanted to share some of those with you. So before I do, it's been a great birthday already. My, uh, I went out with my son to play golf, and um, he got a hole-in-one on the fifth hole over the water with his hybrid. It's his third hole-in-one by age five. There can't be anyone else on the planet that's got three hole-in-ones by age five. I haven't even got one, and I'm age 38. All right, so say hi. Tell me where you're from. Let's go through these 38 things. And as I do, it'd be really great to hear yours because I posted this on one of my private Facebook pages and got some really great suggestions from other people as well because, hey, you know, we're all trying to get ahead in life. You know, None of us are perfect. We want to get better and do things you know, maybe quicker, easier, faster, better, smarter. We want to help other people and help, you know, elevate them so we can all learn from each other. So please share any little life lessons you think you've got as well. All right. So number one is everybody has uniqueness and value. That means you, if you're not, if you don't feel that your life is going where you want it to go, everybody on this planet has uniqueness, value, something they can contribute to the world. They just need to find it. So remember, you have Two, if you're not feeling so good right now. Number two, if you've got kids, they teach you as much as you teach them. Naively, you know, we all think that, hey, we're going to raise these amazing kids and they're going to do what I say and they're going to have my values. And, you know, everything my parents did to me that I loved, I'm going to instill in them. And everything my parents did to me that I didn't love, I'm not going to instill in them. But they teach you as much about life as you teach them, I really believe. But you've got to allow that to happen and accept that gift. Number three is every solution to every challenge you have is hidden in plain sight. So, you know, many people out there bitch, moan, complain, you know, I can't do this, get defeated, change, change, change again. But the reality is every solution to every problem you're having at any time is hidden in plain sight. You just need to listen. You just need to ask, you know, whatever it is, you just need to look and you will find. Okay, number four, mistakes are gifts. Some of the best mistakes in the world have been some of the greatest gifts. The post-it note was a mistake. If you, think, if, you, if you love music, you know, you listen to a lot of musical techniques like hitting the rim of the drum or these weird and wonderful sounds. You know, they, they play on the guitar where the sort of the strings are muffled. You know, they're, they're not they're not intentional. There's someone made a mistake, couldn't play the guitar, probably missed the snare drum. <laughs> a good one there. And that mistake became something new in art. It's, you know, pro- art progresses through new techniques and many of those come from mistakes. So mistakes are true gifts. So hi, everyone. Thanks for wishing me a happy birthday. Remember, let me know who you are, where you're from. And please give me your one little life lesson you'd love to pass on to help us all too. All right, number five, critics just want to be loved and understood. So they're not always just out there gunning to get you. Sometimes they want to attention. Sometimes they want to jack the fact that you're a celebrity or you've got a lot of you know, followers and fans and they kind of want to leverage that. They, 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 don't, they haven't got a voice that's being heard and they want to get it heard and they just don't have an elegant way to do it. So just remember that critics are real people too and they want to be loved and understood just like you and I. And I think when you know that, you probably handle them better, embrace them better. 
Uh, number six, Porcupine Tree, are probably as good as Radiohead. That's one of my recent discoveries. I used to think the, the best band in the world ever was Radiohead and no one would ever be as good as Radiohead. All right, they can be a bit depressing, but, you know, what a great, unique band. But Porcupine Tree, man, they're amazing. Uh, addicted to them over the last three years, although you don't tune in for that, but that's just one I slipped in there. Number seven, the more you learn, the more you realise there is to learn. And, uh, you know, many people have extreme views and the reality is there's all sides, all views, all human beings have all human emotions. And the more you learn, the more humble you feel in this amazing earth universe, whatever. I mean, we don't understand one iota of what's going on. I mean, infinity. Talk about trying to get your head around an infinite universe. I just, you just can't. So the more you learn, the more you realise there is to learn. But I think that's great because it keeps you humble and it keeps you desiring to learn more. And you realise that, you know, there's no destination. There's just a continual search for better, more, happier, easier, faster. And then when you get to the next level, there's the next and the next and the next. And a lot of people struggle with that. But that's life. And I think once you understand that that is life and it's a continual journey and not a destination, I think that's a pretty cool thing to embrace. All right. Number eight, you don't need money to be happy, but it really does help. Enough said. So let's not be too hippie about money. Oh, money doesn't make you happy. It's scientifically proven that money at a certain level, i.e. when you've got rid of all the pain of all debts and bills and everything else, makes people uh, psychologically significantly happier. Uh, I've done a lot of research for my new book coming out uh, later in 2017 called Money. It is also said that once you get to a certain level, that you know, it might be 100 grand, 200 grand for you, whatever, might be more, um, that, that happiness is maybe not any more, any higher, or it's very incremental. And I'd certainly say, uh, you know, when I became a millionaire at what, I think it was 30, 31, between 30 and 31, you know, that was an amazing thing for me to feel, but it doesn't really mean much, does it? Especially with inflation and Brexit now. I mean, if you're a UK millionaire, that's, you know, not a huge amount of money anymore. But, you know, you get your second, your third, your fifth, your tenth, you become a decker millionaire. And then after that, it's just bigger, better things, you know, slightly better quality of travel, a bit more security. But, yeah, it's incremental. But money does make you happier. And I don't want anyone to sort of be deluded that it doesn't. That's, you know, because um, you only ever hear poor people say that. All right, then. Number nine, charity is about caring about others one person at a time. So, you know, it's great if you can give hundreds of thousands or million pounds away. But sometimes when you do that, you don't know if the money is going to the, you know, the recipient that you, you intended it to go to. So just being nice to people, caring for people, helping one person, you know, on Christmas Day, go and help one homeless person. That's real charity, helping one person one step at a time, looking in their eyes, caring for them. And, uh, you know, I think when you, we all understand that, we can all be more charitable and help more people, even if we're not as made as we want to be. All right, then, number 10, leadership is about uh, nurturing other leaders and not just about being a leader yourself. I'm exploring a lot more about support leadership and how many of the greatest leaders are actually supporting other people, giving other people credit. And I think my definition of a leader has probably changed over the years. It also takes the pressure off you, you know, because if you're the leader of your organisation, you are the disruptive entrepreneur then, you know, there's a lot of pressure for you for the ideas to solve all the problems, to, you know, be the, the, the tip of the arrow, you know, forging forward. And, you know, that can be a lot of pressure. Whereas if you develop other people in your team to be leaders, that takes a lot of pressure off you. All right. What else have we got here? Number 11. One act of kindness can change someone's life. So in every moment you get a chance to do something nice for someone else and it's one of the best feelings in the world and so being present to be able to do that is a great gift. Again, it doesn't have to be massive, gratuitous acts that you want to be seen for on social media, just small kind things for people go a long way and make you feel great. Okay, great. Number 12, don't be bullied by people. 
Now, you know, being kind and giving and, you know, doing charitable acts is great, but don't let people bully you. You've got your vision, you've got your mission, you're going for it. Do not let people bully you. Do not let people take you off your course. You'll have to have some scraps every now and again. Stand up for yourself. However, if you've had some scraps and time has gone a little bit and there's some water under the bridge, then reconnect. Reconnect with the person you had a bit of a scrap with and say, hey, it was fun to have the jewel. You know, I really care for you. Thanks a lot. And, um, you know, if you ever need anything. So don't hold those grudges after those scraps. You know, look at some of the big fighters in MMA or boxing or whatever. You know, they're like in each other's face, trash talking. They, they want to kill each other. And then afterwards they're hugging. And I think that's kind of weird, but cool at the same time. I'm getting loads of birthday messages coming all over the place while this is happening. It's a bit crazy. So sorry if I seem a bit distracted, but thank you for those. Remember, share with me your insight. If you're listening in and not watching the Disruptive Entrepreneurs Community in, uh, in Facebook. So that's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Disruptive Entrepreneurs Community. Come and join and share. You know, we, let us all learn from each other. Being a disruptive entrepreneur is not just about watching my stuff, but uh, meeting other disruptive entrepreneurs across the globe, 159 countries. And, you know, I'll have to show you some of the countries that are subscribed to this podcast, in a, um, you know, when I get a, a moment, because some of them, I didn't even know their countries. This is madness. All right. Number 13, podcasts are the future. Mm. You know, hey, us Brits were a bit slow. I know America, you know, Joe Rogan, he's been doing his podcast for what, six or seven years. He's got a great podcast, great following. And uh, this is only my eight days away from the year anniversary. But, you know, it's such a great way to give, to share, to build a following, to, um, to give your opinion, to do it in your share, what the difference you want to make in the world uh, and also um, do something great for people. And, uh, you know, your customers, your fans, your followers can get great information from you for free, can connect with you for free. Uh, a great thing. All right. What else have we got here? OK, so extreme one sided opinions are dangerous. And, you know, the more I explore business, life, whatever, I realize that most people aren't wrong. They just have an extreme opinion and an extreme opinion can be right and an extreme opinion can be wrong. But an extreme opinion can be very dangerous because life isn't extreme. You don't, you're not always happy. You're not always depressed. You know, things aren't always good. They're not always bad. You know, business isn't always great. You're not always in a recession. You know, life goes in cycles. The seasons go in cycles. So extremism is very dangerous. You know, you get manic depression, mania, high depression, low. So any extreme manias are very dangerous for your business, your relationships, your health. So be careful about that. All right, number 15, you get more haters, the more fans you get. So if you can't stand to have any haters and it's too hot, then get out the kitchen. And it's funny because uh, I hear people who've got way more fans and followers than me on social media say that they'll get hundreds of messages and they'll have one bad one and they'll focus on it. And, you know, negative energy can have that effect on us. It's psychologically wired because we need to make sure that, you know, we keep ourselves safe and therefore, you know, all right, Bobby, I'm trying to do a live video at the moment. Well done on your hole in one today. So yeah, uh, I think you've just got to embrace your critics and your trolls and your haters as well as your fans. The more you get, the more you'll get. Now, if you're good, it'll be 1%. If you're not good, it'll be 5%, but you'll still get the loyal people follow you. You can't have one without the other. All right, then you know what you've got to do. You know your New Year's resolutions. You know what it is that you're procrastinating on or the frog you need to eat. So you've just got to do it. You know what to do. You've just got to do it. Number 17, if you don't take things personally, life is a lot better. Most of the time, people aren't uh, judging you, making comments about you, thinking about you. They don't even care about you. And you think they are by the way you're reading them. 
But uh, 99% of the time, you think the things you think they're thinking about you, they aren't thinking. So if you don't take anything personally and just realize it's them as not you, you, you might save an hour or two a day. I mean, in 50 years, it's thousands of hours. Imagine how life, good would life would be if you did that. So if you don't take things personally, life's a lot better. Number 18, if you do the right thing, it will pay no matter how long it seems to take and no matter who doesn't seem to notice. I think it's a really important one because, you know, sometimes we can be doing things and we think we're not getting noticed by the people we want to be noticed, whether it's looking for a pay rise or you're doing something good in your career or the person you love or the person you, uh, you know, want to love or you want to love you back or your clients or your customers or your startup enterprise. So let me just read that again. If you do the right thing, it will pay no matter how long it seems to take and no matter who doesn't seem to notice. All right, number 19, someone is good at what you're not good at and they are willing to help if you ask. All right, so, you know, just remember that someone's been there and done it. Those challenges you're having, the pain you're in, someone's been there and done it. They've solved it. It's easy for them now. Go ask them. Don't be too proud to get some help along the way. You know, if you message me, you'll know I reply to every single message unless it's completely ridiculous and insane. Uh, And even still, I like to sometimes reply to those. So 99% of my messages I reply to. And, um, you know, many of the people that you want help from, they'll probably do the same. Okay, so don't forget, share your any life insight you have or, f- or quote you love or anything like that so we can all help each other along the way. Number 20, if you understand money, you understand people because money is a reflection of humanity. Money serves humanity. Money is simple, simply a mechanism of exchange of value between people. So if you understand money, you understand people. And uh, I read 40, 50 books, when I say read, listen to them on Audible in the last four months alone on money because I wanted to immerse myself as I was writing my book, Money. And uh, yeah, you know, the more you learn about money and the history of money and how people behave around money and how things in money sort of go in cycles, then um, the more you understand how people behave. And the more you understand how people behave, the more money you can make. And by the way, a lot of people are asking me about this competition today I'm running. I'm giving away £3,800 on my 38th birthday. Uh, No, no clues. Sorry. So thanks for asking. That wouldn't be fair. All right. Number 21. Many of your best ideas are in in alternative niches. Uh, Niche, if you're from America. So poetry, music, art, you know, someone, another business, another niche. A deep conversation with someone that you maybe not met before who does things differently to you. That's where many of your best ideas and creativity are. So don't narrow yourself just to the thing that you do. Number 22, patience is the advice that none of us take, but all of us need. And I know that that's definitely one for me too. Because it's funny, isn't it, that a lot of the things that you teach are the things you're also learning or need to learn or have recently learned. And that one is one for me as well. Patience is advice none of us take, but all of us need. All right, number 23, property keeps going up even when it goes down. Every year, every month, I get people saying, oh, property will never go up again. It's done. It's dead. Look at inflation. The next crash, it's done. Uh, Never, never, ever. Not since 1088 has property consistently gone down. It might have had the odd year, but it's gone up since 1088, virtually 10% a year. And so, yeah, I love property. Amen to property. Anything can be an asset if it's set up wisely. Let me just check the recorder. Yeah, we're good. So a book can be an asset. A podcast can be an asset. A song can be an asset. And um, I like to invest my time in things that will be here for a long time. A video like this, a podcast, a, you know, um, some, maybe some kind of template, a system, piece of software, etc. So when you're exchanging your time, try and exchange your time for something that will be an asset that will be in three or five or ten years so that you can get a recurring revenue stream or benefit from it. And most things can be an asset if you make them evergreen and you let them stand the test of time. 
Number 25, this is something I really missed this year and I really want to do more of next year. And when I say this year, I meant 2016. And when I say next year, I meant 2017, which is now this year. And that is uh, deep conversations with great people are a great fuel for fulfillment. So I've missed this year having really deep conversations or just good conversations. I mean, there's no pressure to go deep. You know, you don't have to take psychedelics and necessarily and all that stuff. But, you know, really good people who are smart or you can learn from who are interesting or have got a lot of life experience or from a different culture. Really deep conversations with them. I think that brings great happiness, fulfillment, progress. That's something I've missed this year because I've, I've been working a lot alone because, you know, I am retired again for the third time about six months before writing Life Leverage. And I've been doing a lot of things, you know, in front of this camera or, you know, with my family and, hey, love my family, but it's hard to have deep conversations when you've got the kids in the face all the time. I'm sure you'll know that if you're a parent. And as much as conversations with five-year-olds are great, what's the biggest this? What's the fastest this? What's the best this? Who's the most powerful this? Who's the baddest this? You know, after a while you go, mm, okay, Bobby, enough. Who's your first uh, favourite Star Wars figure? Who's your second favourite? Who's your third favourite? Who's your fourth favourite? Who's your fifth favourite? Who's your sixth favourite? Who's your seventh favourite? And then when you say the answer, you say, no, 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 it's Darth Vader. All right, number 26, no one wants to hear you whine, bitch, moan and complain, so stop it. Number 27, relationships, relationships? Yeah, some of them are. Relationships are never done, keep working on them. And actually, my fiance taught me this because early in our relationship, she said that, you know, a relationship with an intimate one is never done, you always need to work on it, no matter how you know, much in love you think you are or no matter how long you've been together, you can never take anything for granted. So you need to continually work on your relationships, you know, with the people you love. Don't take them for granted to look for new ones. You know, you'll know if, you, if you've if you got a lot of employees in your team that as soon as one team's sorted, you give them some love, you go and give another team some love, they pop over here and they need love again. So, you know, you should never take any relationships for granted. And hey, you know, again, that's something that we can all work on. Number 28, growth and contribution lead to happiness, not happiness itself. Happiness is not the answer. Happiness is a, a transient emotion, just like anger, frustration. You know, love is, a, a, according to many spiritual teachers, the love and gratitude are the two transcendent evergreen emotions that we can have that are, are true emotions, that transcend transient emotions. But every single emotion that every human being has, every human being has, you know, and so you're trying to get rid of one or deny one or say that you can always have one and none of the others. That's delusion. It was David J. Lieberman that says that he's a scientist and he says that uh, he's done a lot of research. Uh, happiness is progress towards a worthy goal. And to get to a worthy goal, you have to have challenges along the way. To have challenges, you have to have frustration, anger, impatience, you know, self-doubt issues uh, and all these things. So, you know, there's so many people that think that happiness is the answer and they can get this happiness and there you go, I've got, I've got happiness, I've achieved it and I can have it forever. But then when they, they're unhappy all the time because they're always looking for happiness. One of my mentors, Dr. John Demartini, said I gave up being happy years ago because it kept me too damn depressed. So, uh, you know, I really believe that growth and contribution are the purposes for being here. Otherwise, we don't evolve. So grow as a person, next level, learn more, give more, share more, do more. Uh, and the, the, the dichotomic, dichotomic, the dichotomy, the balance is that always chasing for more can sometimes lead to never having enough. So you've also got to be happy where you are with the life that you've got, with who you are, knowing that you're perfect, looking for more perfection. So let me sum that up. Number 28, growth and contribution lead to happiness, not happiness itself.
Number 29, it can get better or it can get worse in a nanosecond. You think things are going great in a nanosecond, bang, it can be gone. You think things are going really bad and you know, it, can, it, it just, it's so bad it couldn't get any worse or it will never be good, bang, someone can come and save you, something can happen and life can change in a nanosecond. And I think that's important to remember, don't take things for granted when it's great and don't get too despondent when it's not going so well, it can change very quickly. Number 30, before you try to change someone else, check yourself first. Number 31, if you keep changing, you won't make very much progress. But number 32, if you never change, you'll decay. So, you know, sometimes say, oh, well, you know, Rob, you've changed. And if they say that and they think it's bad, well, I think it's good. I think it's good to change. Because would I want to be the same person in 10 years as I am now? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I want, I want to be better, to give more, to help more people. And I'd want to be, you know, reach some of my own goals and the things I'm looking to achieve and, and do and be and have in my life. I'd like to have got closer to those. So I don't want to be the same person, but I think I know what people are trying to say, i.e. you haven't turned into a twat. So embrace change. But if you change too frequently, like if you change your business every five minutes, you change your marketing message every 10 minutes, you change your brand every 15 minutes, then you never, ever get any goodwill, any brand recognition or any compounding or any leverage. All right, great. Number 33, the amount of sleep we all need is different, so test your own. So there's so much stuff you read about sleep. Oh, you need eight hours. Oh, you don't need eight hours. You only need five hours. Five hours isn't enough and blah, blah, blah. And everyone seems to think they're right on it. But uh, there's people like Donald Trump and Margaret Thatcher who's pretty famed that they only had three, four or five hours sleep. I tried that. That doesn't work. I'm a grumpy bastard for quite a long time. And it just is not enough for me. I just can't function. I'd love to sleep on three hours, you know, and be able to have 21 hours awake. Oh, well, that would be great. I'd be doing live videos at midnight. But the reality is it just doesn't work for me. And seven and a half is probably perfect. Eight, okay, any longer, and you know, it's a bit of a waste or I get lethargy. And I've been testing this a lot at 9.30 to 10.30 is a great time window for me to go to bed and sort of 5.30 is a great time for me to get up. And I know we're all different. Some artists and creatives, they love working late and going to bed late at night. And me telling you, you've got to work on my season and daily calendar, that wouldn't work for you at all. So I really do believe some people are sort of higher energy, some are lower energy. Some people, you know, they, they do a lot of weights and exercise and so their body needs a lot of repairing, so they'll need more sleep. And some people, they don't do a lot of exercise, so they need less sleep. You know, some people's heart rates are higher naturally. Uh, you know, when you're just at rest, some people are lower. So we're all different. So you've got to self-test. And when people say, oh, well, you know, you don't need eight hours, you do need eight hours. It's just, they're probably just marketing and trying to get you to read their blogs because, you know, it's, science can never be generic because human beings, whilst we have many similarities, we have many genetic differences as well. All right then, let's have a look. Number 34, technology is making life a lot easier, so embrace it, but it is making us more demanding and more petulant. And so I think we need to just be careful of that because I listen to audio on two times speed. And sometimes if people are talking slow, I'm like, man, you're on half speed, hurry up. And I can feel myself getting a bit impatient because I'm sometimes addicted to this iPhone. You know, I actually have to have sort of, you know, like have to uh, take it away from me. You know, people, people are now messaging saying, oh, I'm charging my phone outside my bedroom, you know, like it's a miracle. And, you know, we, I have some rules like, you know, don't have it on when we're eating with the family. And, you know, the last few weeks, I've been testing going out and not having my phone with me and five or six, seven times in that night, uh, the first time around, your brain's reaching for your pocket and you realise what it's doing to us. But there are major upsides of technology in the speed, the Moore's law, you know, the doubling of effectiveness of the uh, microchip every, I think it's year or three years. But the point is we get this massive compounded momentum in technology and social media and everything else. And it's a great thing. But, you know, like everything, 
you know, there's an upside and a downside. So I'm just saying that to be aware of it, really. Embrace technology, but don't let it rule you. Don't make it, you know, don't, if you have a, a, a bad customer service issue, you don't need to go and rant it on social media and out them in front of millions of people, do you? All right, number 35. Everyone has a purpose. I really believe this. And life transforms when you find your own. So my purpose is to help as many people on the planet become financially educated and therefore financially free and therefore help other people become better financially educated, you know, their family, their friends, and it have this knock-on viral effect. And uh, for years I had no purpose. And, um, you know, you can't live life on purpose if you have no purpose. And it wasn't I didn't have a purpose, I just hadn't found my purpose. And some people are like beating themselves up that they don't have a purpose. And um, I think everybody has a purpose. If you didn't have a purpose, you wouldn't exist. You wouldn't have been born. Or if you remain not having a purpose, you're a uh, consumer for society. And, um, you know, you'll be evolved out. Your, your genetic gene pool will, uh, you know, be evolved out somehow. So uh, take time to discover what your purpose is. All right. And life is just so much better. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying it's easy all the time, but it is so much better when you have a purpose because you have a reason for doing things. You have a reason to overcome challenges and difficulties and everything else. All right. So we've got two or three more. Make sure you share yours because so we can all learn together as a community and say hi and tell me where you're from if you haven't already. Okay. Number 36. If you hate what you're doing, then change it. If you hate your life, change it. If you hate your boss, quit. If you are not in love with your partner anymore, leave them. You can change your life. You just have to make a decision. Might it be hard for a while? Yeah. So do you want a, a hard, sharp pain now or a dull ache for the rest of your life? You know, when people are, oh, it's really hard. I can't do it because, 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 because I'm not saying I'm not sympathetic. But, you know, a couple of questions. Do you really hate it? Do you really hate it? Are you sure you really hate it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then change it. You don't want to live your whole life, you know, someone else's vision, you know, answering to someone else. If you really hate it, you can change it. You just have to make the decision. Then you'll get resourceful. And the thing is, everyone's so resourceful. You know, imagine if your life depended on it or the person you love depended on it, then you would do it. You would find a way because human beings are amazingly resourceful. But when you don't make that strong decision, you don't allow yourself to be resourceful. Number 37, money isn't good or bad. It's just a reflection of you. If you've got a good relationship with money, you'll make a lot. If you've got a bad relationship with money, you probably won't. You'll probably repel it. Money isn't good. Money isn't bad. It's a universal mechanism of exchange, of value. And uh, your money situation is a pure reflection of how you feel about it. So if you, if you want to change it, then change you. And that's why I wrote the, my new book, Money. And then number 38, being alive is a gift. So let's enjoy being alive every single day because look at all the celebrities that died in 2016 who aren't anymore. Many of them are a lot younger than my parents and it's such a gift to be alive. And also you get a lot more gray hairs when you wake up age 38. Mm, that's one to ponder on. All right, so thanks for tuning in to the Disruptive Entrepreneur video and audio podcast. If you've got any you wanna share, please do either on this video in the comments below or in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community. I'm always looking to learn. And hey, you know, if you share something great, it might create a podcast on it if I resonate with it and I'll give you some credit for that. And I'd love you to share the podcast with anyone you think it could benefit. As you know, my vision is to create global financial education and freedom for everyone across the globe. That's a big mission. It's gonna uh, live on way past me, but I'm only 38 and I've got at least 60 years left in the tank to, to crack on with that and I'd love your help. So thanks for tuning in and remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Thank you.